Hello and welcome to The Download. I'm your host, Dave Richardson, and I am joined by the head of Canadian equities at Phillips Hager and North, the world famous Scott Lizakowski. Scott, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Dave. I don't know about world famous, but so, somewhere. Uh, we, we, we've, uh, I know you're very jealous of Stu's days. Um, Liza Thursdays? <laughs> yeah, something like that. Scott's days. Every day is Thurs- Scott's day. Thurskowski? <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, that, that's our that's our, our week. We were, we were talking uh, be, before we uh, we started recording about uh, fun podcasts that uh, that we both listen to, uh, and how some of them are in- incredibly entertaining. Of course, economic and investment podcasts are very difficult to uh, to, uh, to to get to, uh, to to that point. Although we, we we try our best, and that was probably a, an epic fail to kick off. Uh, but what has not been an epic fail. Um, and, and I think is always surprising, humble Canadians that we are, uh, is the strength of Canadian markets through the first quarter. Uh, over the last week or so, we've been talking, uh, doing more of a first quarter review uh, with some of the guests we've had on, Scott. And, and you know, you, if, if you think of, you know, what's the sweet spot for when the Canadian market's going to do well? Well, you need financial services stocks to be doing well. You need energy stocks to be doing well. And Boom, both of those things come together in the first quarter, and Canada's had a, a nice little run here. Yeah, that's right, Dave. Um, you know, it's been a good, great start to the year. And even if we look, you know, further back, um, you know, I, I kind of think back to that, you know, early November timeframe. You know, that's when we got the, the, the U.S. election results out of the way and, and of course, the, the big positive news on the vaccine. And from there, we've seen a, a very sort of different leadership um, in the market. And uh, as you pointed out, some of the more cyclical sectors, energy, financials, uh, industrials, and, and some parts of the material sector have really led the way. Um, and the markets have been very, very strong. You know, I think year to date, we're probably uh, north of sort of 10 or 11% for the TSX. Um, financials, energy, um are sort of have been very strong. Um, healthcare in Canada has been strong, but that's mostly a recovery in some of the cannabis stocks. But, you know, as you point out, the big drivers of the Canadian market have been some of the, the more cyclical components. And, you know, we've, we've long talked about, you know, the difference, the differences in the, in the composition of the Canadian market versus the U S you know, if you think about some of the more cyclical sectors or more economically sensitive sectors, um, they would be energy, financials, industrials, and materials. That makes up about 75% of our market, uh, which is quite different than the composition of the U.S., which I think those sectors probably are only about a quarter, maybe even a third, if that. So, you know, Canada, in, a, in when we sort of hit that cyclical type of recovery, as the market, you know, gets the news on the vaccine, they start, you know, looking forward to a more of a reopening and an economic uh, more broader economic recovery as we move out of this pandemic, uh, Canada does does quite well, and I think they're one of the leading uh, markets in the in the developed world. So so it's been a long time coming because we know that Canada has underperformed uh, the developed market peers, particularly the U.S. market, uh, for some time now. So it's it's nice to see some some leadership coming from Canada for once. But but really important as you highlight as as investors take a look at Canada. And their overall exposure to Canada. First, many Canadians are already have significant a significant overweight position in Canadian equities, and then you have to understand the limitations 
that are created by the composition of the Canadian market, which, which you articulate. So, so Scott, is it is this something that you expect to continue as we move through uh, the next three quarters of the year, or have we seen kind of the best of the relative performance for Canada? Well, it's hard to say. I, I, you know, I think my my bias would be hopeful that we continue our relative performance, but you know, we have to sort of stick to some you know fundamental principles, I guess. Looking at it a couple of ways. First, we could look at history a little bit here and and use that as a guide. Uh, with the TSX trading at an all time high, um, you know the the one year forward returns from previous times that the TSX has traded at an all time high have not been great. Um, and I think that that goes back to that composition piece. It's a very cyclical market, and so when when things are good, um, they are sometimes followed by not so good. Um, it's hard to say if history will repeat will repeat exactly in this environment because as we know it's 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 a quite different environment than than what we've seen in history the other bit of history we'd look at is if we you know the the one year returns uh off the march lows i think in canada were the best in history if not uh in the top one or two uh 12 month one year periods of returns and if you use that and then look forward a year um in the past, if you look at the other sort of top 10 return periods in the forward returns from them, it's the, 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 out, the forward returns are not as great. They're actually often negative, um, not necessarily setting up for a massive drawdown, but it's more of a, a, a chopping type uh, of environment. If you compare that to the US, um, usually when the S&P 500 is trading at an all-time high, the 12-month forward returns are actually quite good and, and, and typically are positive. And then again, I think the U.S., the one-year returns for the S&P 500 to the end of March were the best or among the best in history. And if you look back at the other sort of top 10 periods, um, the 12-month returns would be favorable for the U.S. as well. So while I'm hopeful Canada can sort of keep things going, um, it, it might be tough if, if we use history as a guide. The other piece that we'd sort of look into is, is more of our bottom-up fundamental work, as, as, as you know, and, and we probably shared with the, the listeners in the past, we're big believers in bottom-up fundamental research and building up uh, our forecasts for the overall market from a sort of a bottom-up company-specific time, time frame. And, you know, when we, when we look at the bottom-up returns for the market, again, a bit slim pickings, um, as we've seen a, a pretty healthy recovery across a number of sectors. We do see some some pockets of of attractive risk reward. Um, I think there's some you know life left in some of the more cyclical sectors like energy and financials. Um, but we've you know we've consumed a lot of that risk reward uh, on this recent rally. So uh, you know we're we're hopeful that we see some continued strength and performance from the Canadian market. But we are exercising uh, you know a little bit of caution here as we've had a, a pretty good run. Yeah, and, it, and it's a great uh, great reminder for people that after this uh, this period of, of, of relative strength, and given that many Canadians, again, have a significant overexposure to Canada, as we always say, Canada's about 2 to 3% of investment markets around the world. Many Canadians are, are in excess of 60 or 70% uh, exposed to Canada. So always a good opportunity to review your portfolio and make sure that your Canadian holdings make sense, given your view of the market. And given the objectives that you have from an investment perspective, just uh, one last question, Scott. Just just overall, when you when you're looking out across the the portfolios that you and your team manage, uh, is is this a time where you're you're putting on more risk, uh, taking less risk, or, or or fairly neutral on 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 where we're at right now? 
I, I would say that we're, you know, we're still fairly constructive kind of over the long term. And we have to remember we're in the very early stages of an economic recovery and particularly for folks in Canada and Ontario specifically, you know, we're still, it feels like we're right in the back at the beginning of this sort of pandemic from a, an economic shutdown. So we have to think, we have to think forward that we will get through this and, and the, the economy will recover. And, you know, if you, if you listen to some of the work from Eric Lasalas and his team, there's quite a bit of pent up demand uh, building up inside the consumer's uh, bank account and, and uh, you know, yourself and myself, we're all eager to get out there and get back to doing the things we like to do. And that's going to be very positive for the economy. So one of the things that we think about is that, you know, where are the opportunities and what opportunities are sort of still mispriced? And when we sort of stack that up, like I said, the, the risk reward has is, is become slightly diminished. And so I'd say on the margin, we're dialing back risk a little bit. Um, and just really trying to, you know, reallocate it and, and focus it on the areas where we still think there's a reasonable opportunity from a risk reward perspective. But we're just, you know, exercising a bit of prudence here as as um, as a lot of that uh, recovery has been has been brought forward in, in certain parts of the market. Yeah. And I'm glad you mentioned uh, Eric's work. Uh, we the, the podcast in, on if, for your podcast service. Just before this one, we taped it yesterday with Eric Lascelles, Chief Economist at RBC Global Asset Management, who's just done some research uh, mapping out uh, stages of the economic cycle and how it relates to investment performance. So that ties into uh, to the comments Scott was just making. Uh, Scott, uh, not a lot of comedy. No one, no one was uh, driving along in their car laughing out loud to this podcast, but fantastic information. So it's always, yeah. uh, always great to catch up with you. We'll, we'll work on the, uh, on the comic relief. Maybe we're only useful when we're when we're being dull and serious. Well, at least we're useful. Exactly. There's there's, there's, there's some positive out of this. So Scott, we'll uh, we'll be checking in with you uh, over the next month. Thanks uh, thanks for joining us again today. Thanks, Dave.